0: Well, today we are in for a fabulous treat, amen, as we have Elder Denise Wilson. She will be coming and bringing the word of God to us on this morning. And of course, she is going to speak from a subject, amen, speak it, amen. And we are expecting, amen, God to do great things for us. We're going to ask you to open your minds and your hearts and receive of the Lord Jesus Christ I can guarantee when this message is ended, you will be greatly inspired and encouraged to go forth and do the will of the Lord. And so we're going to ask you to give attention as Elder Denise Wilson shall come, amen, and bring the word of God in Jesus' name.
1: Praise the Lord, everybody. It is so good to be amongst the saints of God. I praise God for Bishop and Lady Harris. Who have stood on the wall for us and have been our generals and have taken us through so many difficult times. And I'm so glad that they are able to continue to be our examples. And I'm excited for the word on today. Last week, Bishop, he talked about, you know, speaking. It's time for us to open our mouth and speak. And one of the things he said is that we can frame our world around us with our speech, and so I have been framing a lot of things on this week, and I praise God for the word, and I'm going to stay right in that vein on today. Our topic today is Speak to It, and we're coming from Matthew chapter 21, verses 18 through 22, and I'm going to use the New King James, and it reads as follows, now in the morning as he returned to the city, He was hungry and seeing a fig tree by the road, he came to it and found nothing on it but leaves and said to it, let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately, the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled saying, how did the fig tree wither away so soon? So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive them. And so today we come from a topic, speak to it. There's a few questions I want you to ponder before we get into the text. The first one is Are there situations in your life that you know need to be changed? Are there strongholds that keep occurring on a regular basis? Are there obstacles in your way that need to be moved? Are you ready to become what God has purposed you to be? Are there seemingly impossible obstacles you want to overcome? Are there requests that you need the Lord to fulfill? Are you ready to do the impossible? Through faith and the power of God, we can speak to our circumstances and they can change. We can speak to our hindrances and they can be removed. We can speak to the chaotic situations in our lives and peace will come. We can do what seems to be impossible through faith in Jesus Christ. If we act in faith, our requests will be granted. To achieve these things, we have to speak. And one of the the organs, one of the smaller organs that we use to speak is the tongue. When we talk about speech, it's a powerful thing. Speech is the most powerful tool that we as mankind have available to us. We can bring great benefit or great damage. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue is the expression of the inward state of mind. So what's in you normally comes out through your speech. Positively, the tongue can minister love. It can instruct, it can give knowledge, it can give encouragement, it can cheer and consolate, It can bind up the wounds, but on a negative note, the tongue can be an instrument of wrath and gossip, slander and whispering, hellbearing, deceitful, backbiting, lying, tattling, and it can murder, and the list goes on. The root of man's speech lies within the heart. Mark chapter 7 verse 15 says, There is nothing that enters a man from the outside which can defile him, but the things which come out of him, those are the things that defile a man. So it's those things that are inside of us, when it comes out, that is what defiles us. Because whether you use your tongue negatively or positively, it is creating. James says it this way, James chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. A word out of your mouth may seem of no account, and this is a message translation, but it can accomplish nearly anything or destroy it. It only takes a spark, remember, to set off a forest fire. A careless or wrongful place word out of your mouth can do that. By our speech, we can ruin the the world, turn harmony to chaos, throw mud on a reputation, send the whole world up in smoke and go up and smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of hell. This is scary. You can tame a tiger, but you can't tame a tongue. It's never done. It's never been done. And the tongue runs wild, a wanton killer. Many of us are where we are because of what we have said, because of our conversation, because of what we have been speaking. It's all in our mouth. Now, our tongue, our speech, it it can also be an instrument of faith. And, you know, the thing is, is we don't we can't even have faith without speaking. The Bible says this. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Even salvation comes through our speech. Romans 9 and 10 says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made until salvation, even through adversity. We must also fight the good fight of faith. And when we fight the good fight of faith, we are using our confession of who God is and what he's able to do. And even while we are waiting for God, our speech is important. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised, he is faithful. You know, the other thing that we use our speech for is to formulate what we need. We learn how to articulate what we need from God in prayer. So our tongue is powerful. The text today indicates that when we act in faith, we shall receive those things. Now, the only thing that can con- the only thing that can tame or, or or alter the way we speak is the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, But ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria. It takes the Holy Spirit, to that transforming Power of the Holy Spirit to change our hearts and as our hearts change we begin to seek God as our hearts change we begin to say Lord what is your will we begin to read the word of God and find out how we should conduct ourselves we begin to understand who we are in Christ so it's through the Holy Spirit and the changing of heart and the obedience to Christ that our tongue, our conversation began to change and it can't be a one-time thing. It can't be like I'm going to do this for five five minutes or five months. But this is a continual process where we are always before God. We are always learning of him. And all of a sudden, we notice that we are changing. Our our conversation is changing. We are more positive. And that's because we commune with God, or your confession can change your life. It can change your marriage. It can change your financial situation. It can change the lives of others. With boldness, we can confess. With boldness, we can speak what we need from the Lord Jesus Christ. And let's go to our text. In our text, this is just an example of the power of words and faith. Jesus and the disciples, they have gone to Jerusalem and they were coming back. This is the last week of Jesus' public ministry before he goes to the cross and so they're coming and and jesus went and and they threw down the palms and said hosanna he got to the temple and and they were selling in the temple and jesus got mad about that this is the this is the house of prayer is what he was saying and then he he just began to then he he corrected them and he began to go and they left for Bethany on that day and so as they left for Bethany they slept overnight and then the next day when he woke up in the morning he says, I'm hungry so he goes to this fig tree and the fig tree had no fruit on it he told the tree to be withered and he cursed it and it withered up right away many of us are asking the question so why did jesus curse the tree instead of giving life to the tree now the fig tree was a symbolic it was symbolic of israel they had to show they had to show of religion but in their hearts it was far from god they showed they they had the outward appearance of religion but in their hearts it was so far from god and so because of that Jesus decided to curse the tree. He had given them time to tend to the tree, but they didn't use the time wisely. And so many times in our lives, God has given us time to correct some things in our life and we just keep nursing it. It looks good. It, it still has leaves on it, but we keep on nursing it. But we know it is not productive in our lives. It looks good, but it ain't, it's not good for us. And so today, from this example, we must also have our hearts connected to God. We must serve God with our hearts instead of just looking like something. We can be it. Hallelujah. Amen. And so as we begin to look at this, the disciples were so amazed at what had happened. But Jesus said, look here, you are capable of doing this and some he said you are capable to do to wither up that tree you are also capable to tell the mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea he goes on to say whatever things you ask when you pray and believe it it shall be done there are so many lessons that we can learn from this the first thing is the power that is in the tongue jesus simply spoke to the unfruitful tree, and it dried up by the root. And there's some things in our lives that we can just speak to, and it would dry up by the root. But we have to acknowledge what it is. We have to find those details Those things that's leaking our energy out. Those things that are not good for us. And we got to fill it up. And we got to say, look here, I'm tired of you ruling in my life. I'm tired of you popping up. And I command you to be I command you to be plucked up by the fruit in the name of Jesus, because I know that he has come to give me life, and that more abundantly, he has come to give me freedom. So today I speak to you, and I cast you down in the name of Jesus. I'm tired of you. God wants me to have better and I want to receive better. The devil is a liar. And that's a popular saying today. But and if you can, can you just tell him? Devil, you are a liar. My God loves me. He wants the best for me. He is a liar. Glory to God. There are some unfruitful things in our lives, whether it be Fear or complacency or unforgiveness or intimidation or poverty. We can name it and we can tell that tree to get we can get rid of whatever is plaguing us. The trees represent those things that are hindering us and that keep popping us up out of our lives. Today you can speak to the unspoken tree and command it to be cursed in the name of Jesus. There are some things that are not like God that's hindering your growth. You need to speak to it today in the name of Jesus. It has left you barren. You are not Producing anything because you keep entertaining this fruit that's doing nothing for you. You don't even have fruit on the tree. All you got is some leaves, and if they are dying, let's get rid of the dead weight. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we should get rid of the sin and the weight that's so easily. We have to get rid of these things. We can no longer nurse them. We have to say, I'm tired, and I command you to go in the name of Jesus. It's time to identify it and speak to it. The second thing is we can speak to insurmountable and impossible obstacles. When we feel like God has told us to do something that is so outside of our ability with faith in him, all things are possible. Now, when I think of a mountain, I think of something that is just stable. There is just about nothing that can move it. Nothing but nature can cause a mountain to go into the ground. Because once there is there, it's there. But today, God is saying, if you got something that is it like it's not moving, it, all you got to do is speak to it. Our cheerleader, our advocate, the Lord Jesus Christ is cheering us on and saying, you can do it. He has given us dominion. And a lot of times we forget who we are in Christ and we settle and we just, we just go about our day thinking we got to take things, but if you would just start opening up your mouth and Speaking. If you will start speaking the word, if you will start speaking the dream that God has placed on the inside of you, you're going to see a great miracle from the Lord Jesus Christ. We shall live in the provision that God has made us. Once Bishop was he, he was preaching and he gave this example, he says, there was a man who went on a cruise and he packed his crackers and cheese. To eat during his stay. This man did not realize that meals were provided. For him, because he lacked knowledge. He did not know what was in the package deal. Many of us are that way today. We're the same way. We do not know our benefits and our rights because we lack knowledge and we do not understand the principles of God. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6 says, My people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge. And today, a lot of times, we... Because we don't know. We are missing out. Do you know what is in the package when you say Jesus is Lord and Savior of your life? There is healing. There is joy. There is peace. There is justification. There is redemption. There is adoption. There is unity with him. There's a constant supply for your whatever you need for the day. When you say Jesus is Lord. You are saying that God has made me complete and he has perfected me. He has established me and anointed and sealed me. We have become righteous because we serve him. We have an advocate that personally prays for us. We can boldly go to the throne whenever we need help. He can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Basically, he can be touched with our feelings whatever we are experiencing God can be touched by it we are a chosen people we are a royal priesthood we are a holy nation we are a workmanship at the temple of God we have been given victory. Satan has been defeated already through Jesus Christ. And I don't care what he's whispering in your ear, he's already defeated. All he's waiting to do to see if it will catch hold, if you will act upon what he's whispering in your ear, but I tell you today, you better tell him that he is a liar, and go and get that word of God, and you start confessing the word of God because he's going to keep on whispering but because he don't want you to have what he, what God has already prepared for you. Satan has been the chapter 21 the last the last point i want to bring out is ask, pray believe receive ask pray believe receive one more time ask pray believe receive matthew chapter 21 verse number 22 says and whatever things you ask in prayer believing you will receive them. This is the way Jesus chose to end this lesson. Faith believes against all odds. And the scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And one of the things that weigh on us is when we wait for a long time, sometimes, I hope level goes down. But I'm telling you to pick your hope up today. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Because now faith is. I don't know know who I'm talking to and why I'm getting emotional. But the word of God is just now faith is. Faith is standing on the word of God. Even when it is uncomfortable. And it feels like you are out of control. It feels like you are going to fail. Faith is waiting on God with expectation and hope. Faith believes that God can do or help you to do the impossible task. Faith all allows God's character to be proven. And until you speak and until you pull on God, you won't know who he is. You won't know that he's a healer until you pull on God for his healing. You won't know that he's a heavy old bearer until you have been under the weight of, of so much of life itself. And you called upon him, and he came and you he came and took your burden because his burden, his burden is light. But I want to tell you today, you will not experience the character of God until you really, really start believing God and start calling upon him and your situation. Faith is standing on the promises of God for things in this present world and things to come. Faith is now. Faith is now faith is now speak now speak now open your mouth now i don't care what it feels like i don't care what bad news you got i don't care faith is now Speak now. Even sometimes when your emotions and your words are not connecting, the word of God and what's going on is not connecting. I'm telling you to speak now. You activate your faith the moment you believe. There are times that the object of our faith will manifest later. That is why we praise God while we wait. And that is what I'm saying today. Some of you have, you know, you said it, you have spoken, and you're just waiting. When will it happen? It's going to happen. Because one of the things that bishop taught us is that God is more concerned about your holiness than your happiness. And I believe that God prepares you for blessings. Sometimes we want things. It's not that God don't want to give it to us, but sometimes we got to be prepared for it because the blessing could destroy us. We know that he will do it even if he chooses not to do it. There's something God is saying, you know what? No, that's not for you. Even if he chooses not to do it, we must understand that he, his ultimate goal is to be concerned for us. I'm limited, but he knows everything. He knows the future. We don't even know what this next second is gonna bring. So we must trust God. He knows when to give us our desires. He is a holistic God. He is concerned about every facet of my life and your life. While I wait, I will speak well of him. When he comes through, it's going to be more than I expected. Ephesians says, unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I can ask or think according to the power that worketh within me. And I can truly say, when you speak the word of God, it works. I remember feeling like I was in a hole and I didn't know how I was gonna get out of this hole. So many things had happened to me in my life, and it all hit me at one time. And I remember speaking the word of God. I had nothing else. I didn't have the resources. I didn't have I didn't have any rich uncles. I didn't have nobody that could help me. But I my way out. Thank you. I spoke my way out of that hole. I spoke my way out of the situation. I spoke my way out of financial disaster. I spoke my way out of my bondages, I spoke my way out of depression. I'm telling you, if you can just open your mouth, it will work. It will work because God says it is there. So shall my word be that called forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me, void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the things whereto I sent it. So you know what? The word can't come back, void. When that word goes out, it's created. When that word goes out, it's already done. Hallelujah. Now, in my conclusion. In my conclusion, I just, I don't know who I'm talking to, but you better talk yourself out that hole. You better talk yourself. Talk your way out of your situation. Keep talking. Keep speaking. Speak it. Speak it. Speak it. Open up your mouth. And instead of speaking what you are feeling, I want you to crack that Bible open and you find your scripture. Even if it's one scripture that you meditate on all week, crack the Bible open because his word cannot return unto to him. Lord, my God, thank you, Jesus. conclusion. Psalms 107 verse 20, he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Oh my God, how many times, I, I, I just, I, that's why I thank God for Bishop and Lady so many times. There have been times that I walked in that saints' word like them had beat me up so bad. But it was something about the man of God or the woman of God. They just spoke the word of God. And I don't know what happened. That word healed me. I felt the shackles just break right on off of me. So I know that the word works. Do you remember when you walked in the sanctuary or you were in the conference of baby? Or they just came up to you and said, hey, and well, Bishop was standing up there just preaching and you saw the fire of the Holy Ghost upon him. And he began to declare the word of God. Do you remember my God? And, and he would just say the word. And I literally felt like the world just lifted up off me. I'm telling you, it's talking about Speaking the word, not just speaking, but hearing the word too. It's something about it that it changes your life. So let me get back to my conclusion. John chapter one, verse 14 says this. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. The word made flesh was Jesus Christ. The word that created the world which controls the order of the world took on flesh. Thank you, Lord. It is the same flesh that we in today. My God, we know how unpredictable that flesh is. He was in the same flesh that we. he was wrapped and flesh, but he did not sin. Oh my God, thank you, Jesus, to take on this sinful nature, this unpredictable flesh, because he loved me so he could be the ultimate sacrifice for me. Oh, he loves us so much. Though he changed forms, he did not sin. He came to earth to live and to die for us undeserving mankind, but undeserving mankind. Jesus came full of grace and truth. It is through his ability that we can live saved. And I know that's right all day long. Don't even try to get it twisted like you holding it out. Let me tell you something. It is the grace of God, his ability that helps us, he helps us daily. Even when those situations come up <laughs> that came up on the side and snuck in, God graced us to still be able to have victory in our lives. He came so he could experience what we experienced and be an example of how we should live. Though we change, though he changed, He did not sin. Jesus came to make things clear by communicating the word of God and by demonstrating the word of God. That was truth. Today, I decree and declare you free from your bondages, free from your chains and spirits that are holding you down. Jesus is able to set you free today. Just open up your mouth. I I told you before, salvation comes through Jesus Christ. As our bishop said last week, let's continue to speak and frame the world that's around us. We have the ability to speak and create the world that is around us. If you want change today, Open your mouth and you speak it. And I'm going to read the scripture um, for salvation. And that scripture is found in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10. And it says this, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will. There is a continuation, but you will be saved. But with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Today, speak it. If you want salvation in your life, acknowledge him as Lord and Savior and speak it. And I promise you that salvation is a continual process. You acknowledging and speaking it is, is, is one of the phases but then there's something called the free gift of the Holy Spirit that God wants to fill you with. But today, if you want change in your life, whether you whether this is your first experience and whether you have Christ in your life or not, whatever you want, you need to speak it. But I promise you that God is able to do it abundantly above all that you ask or think. He has the ability. He is capable. God is rooting for you today. Just make sure that you make him Lord and Savior. Have a blessed week. Remember, you have victory and the devil is already defeated. So don't let him whisper to you and change your mind about what God has said about you. Have a week of victory. Be blessed in Jesus name.
0: Amen! What a, what a word! What a word! What a word! What a word! Speak it, and we hope that you are encouraged to speak the word of God, That the Scripture says that the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of God endureth forever. And don't forget, you are very important. The whole reason for salvation was you. He valued you above it everything else. Amen. You are precious in his sight. You don't have to beg him. Just ask him. Just speak it. Amen. And you'll get the answer that you so desire. May the Lord bless you real good is our prayer in Jesus' name.